product. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dimzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it's the, the, uh, all, the uh, one of the most anticipated weeks of the year. Week seven of the NFL is on tap. Uh, I think the, you know, the NFL heard your complaints about Russell Wilson in primetime every single week. And they, have, so they, they've heard your complaints and they have responded. So instead you will get Cardinal saints, Dolphins, oh. Steelers. <laughs> well, not, not only that, like Cardinal Saints Patriots is a bad game. Like, let's, let's not shit on Cardinal Saints. The problem with the Cardinal Saints game is that it is a laundry list, man. That is a big injury report for both teams and at the same and then also the cardinals are going to try to bring two new offensive players into the fold kind of on a short week it's it's a messy game and i get uh we'll get to, i mean we'll get to it oh fuck it i'm just saying i get the cardinals steam today but like that's not me that wasn't me i wasn't no. running i wasn't running to back that like it's, um... it's been fine and and Really, like, if you want to bet against the Saints the last few weeks, that's fine. But they kind of—it doesn't matter who they put out there. The offense still just kind of hums somehow. Doesn't matter if the whole team's hurt. They're just gonna have like a three touchdown uh, tight end slash quarterback performance, or Kamara drops a hundred on you. It's—it's somehow just show keeps going on for the Saints, no matter how many injuries they have in the offense. Uh, Lattimore, though. That's not good. Yeah, no. Uh, let's save a little more deeper discussion for the Thursday night game for a minute. We'll let people kind of matriculate into the YouTube channel because uh, I, you know, we're just tweeting this stuff out. And oh yeah, I should, and I also, you know, YouTube we are up against America's sport, the NBA tonight. A lot There's of really good, a lot of, a lot of really, lot of, lot of buzz about the association this season, which I love. A lot of people asking questions. They're interested in handicapping it. They're interested in betting it. They want, want want guest appearances i am just delighted at the interest level in the nba right now but we're here to talk nfl this is an nfl show through and through to its bones in its blood um i think uh but then kind of before kind of getting into the games because we'll let people find us um what what's what is your uh what do your power rankings look like right now and you know not even one to 32 because Six through thirty-two is impossible. What does just the top five look like for you, Andy? <laughs> so I'm taking the long view on it because it's hard. It's really hard. Like, uh, how do I just keep, hard? How do I keep downgrading Tampa when I do believe long term it's it's a roster and a coaching staff that's going to be super dangerous come playoff times? And how do I? not upgrade Minnesota when they keep winning, but at the same time, it's when twins against bad, bad teams, it's wins against teams that, you know, you were behind the lions and the bears. That's not good. So, I mean, it's, it's Buffalo and everybody else first off <laughs> and the, the, the step down to Philly and Kansas city isn't huge, but like Philly, Kansas city, a healthy San Francisco team, a healthy Tampa Bay team, 
that's that's kind of it. And then there's a another big jump, and then you get basically the next fifteen teams, uh, if if not more. And then you have like, hey, it's uh, you know, Cardinals, Bears, Panthers, Texans. See the the Giants if they start losing might find their way down there. Like you just, I I don't know quite what to do with that team, but yeah, Panthers, Commanders, Bears, Cardinals, Texans are kind of in their own little uh their own little bubble down at the bottom, but it, it's very stratified. I know like normally if you look at your power rankings, you look at uh, where you have everybody. It is kind of this. It's it is. It's not perfect because there's just not a big enough sample size to make this perfect bell curve. Mm-hmm. But usually it's damn close where you have a nice concentration around zero. And we're talking yeah. on the power ranking scale that we normally use when we're power numbers. Talk, yeah. yeah, our, our yeah, our power power numbers. Don't, don't say power ranking. Power numbers. When we're trying to build out a number, we're actually using it as a comparative tool to make our own lines. Where zero is a an average team on a neutral field against any other team. And then from there, as a team moves up, like if a team were a nine and the other team were a zero and they were on the road and you took away a point and a half, they would be a seven and a half point road favorite. Nobody's a nine this year though, guys. No. And so, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, like normally there was this nice concentration of between three, negative three. And between those two, I had, you know, half the teams were in there. Yeah. Your, your standard deviation was pretty normal. And then, yeah. and then you'd have some outliers and then you'd get to the fringes and you'd have like, here's the, the shittiest team and there. Yeah. yeah they the tails would be very light where it's like, all right, there's two great teams, two horrid teams. It's very odd this year. It it's, is it's not, not a normal, normal distribution. distribution. Yeah. I agree. It's, with that. it's abnormally distributed. <laughs> I will say though, that it is not only is it abnormally distributed, but it's also, there are way more teams within a point or so of an average team. Than there usually are. Like you know, you can use plus three, minus three as you. Yeah, instead of a nice bell curve, it is a. It's big. Yeah, it's a big. It's a big hump. It's kind of very humped. That tail to the bad. Um, and I think uh, you know, there's lots of reasons for that. Injuries have been pretty bad this year. A lot of teams are getting healthy. They're going to sneakily get healthy over the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, you know, that is not the case for our Thursday night teams particularly the New Orleans Saints who are suffering cluster injury on run their roster. And normally a team like the Saints, which is well coached and just in general, good talent evaluation, next man up does his job, but they are especially lean this year because of all of the money they paid to Drew Brees at the tail end of his career and the way that they, uh, you know, kind of made their roster somewhat top heavy without even really elite talent. And so they find themselves in a precarious situation here where they do not have a ton of healthy bodies of quality. Um, they come up, come off a hard fought loss, uh, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals turnaround on a short week. Uh, I'll ask you again, I asked you on Monday, who's the quarterback? Do we know for sure? Is it Taysom Hill? Andy Dalton unlikely to go. What is your read on the quarterback situation for the saints i i think it's Jameis, baby Jameis uh, time now okay he, he's available they're saying available may not start um he's limited in practice i think he plays it's gonna be game okay. time though so it's just an, another reason to probably not bet this maybe hang out with us at halftime guys bet this in the second half live bet this 
treat it like you're treating the NBA where, hey, we got to figure out, a, oh, Miles Turner got hurt six seconds before the game started. We need to change things here. So, I mean, that's kind of what this game is. There's going to be a, a bunch of game time decision stuff. There's going to be all these injuries to try to make sense of. And then you've also got, like I said, a Saints offense that – somehow just keeps doing it. No matter how many people are injured, they find ways, despite having a uh, – he's not a rookie head coach, but he is a new head coach on a short week. Yeah. Um, sure. And then on the other side, you have a head coach who is saying all the wrong things. Cliff's like, <laughs> hey, we might might just he's, – he's talking about turning over play calling to someone else without being super specific about it. That's not what – that's not the rhetoric you want to hear from a confident head coach. Although I don't think he's truly on like the hot seat because again it's a cheap team that it's a, he's a buy yeah him it's up. a bidwell team so but you know. it, it's a very odd situation down there so <laughs> I could not run further away from this game that's okay bet the second half I yeah I know no disagreement with you uh, just for completeness sake if you are keeping track at home no Marshawn Lattimore in this game he matters uh, you know why he matters because the Saints weirdly gave away CJGJ to the Eagles right on the eve of the season that guy's good i don't know why they gave him away they now have very limited depth at the cornerback position it looked like the saints were gonna everything was solved uh at the wide receiver position but now no michael thomas no no landry uh and uh, olave will be back but he's playing with a concussion so who knows if he gets a full complement of snaps and if he makes it through the game so uh does, yeah. does this create value because I, I think i think enough smart people including us or enough smart people plus us. I don't know if we, we fall into that same are, are kind of on that boat where the Bidwells just aren't going to fire Kime and uh, they should, I mean, it should be embarrassing. You get rid of both guys, but they owe them a bunch of money and the way things work. I mean, you all saw how much money rule got like the, the Cardinals are cheap. They don't have the cash for that. Like, is it another one where, Hey, Hackett went to, the stupid number and pushed rule. I mean, rule only got pushed to two fifty, So that was, it wasn't like some massive number, but it was still like, he should be favorite still. It doesn't matter how bad hack it is. It's not happening. Rules lost his team. So does the fact that cliff is way up in the market, despite it seems very unlikely create some value on other coaches fired. And are you going to get your lovey Smith money back? Definitely not getting my money, <laughs> my <laughs> Smith money back. Although I think you know, the firing of Jack Easterby was the correct organizational decision. So yeah. um, anyway, uh, KK, it should, but I don't know who, because yeah, I mean, the Bidwells are so cheap and there's utterly no pressure on them. Like the fan base in Arizona is really clamoring. Like you know, they, they, got, they got to see a playoff game last year. They got their quarterback figured out. I don't get the sense that there's much pressure at all. Um, you know, he's got the giant stadium in Glendale. They're not built. They're not looking for a new stadium. They're not, there's no external factor that I think accelerates his departure. Uh, even if the national media, it puts him under immense scrutiny. Kime deserves more scrutiny. Obviously he's made more mistakes. Uh, but if Kime gets fired, then Kirk, is, you know, then Cliff is gone as well. Um, Kyler Murray, like presumably this is when this is your chance to bounce back as a franchise for the season if they're Arizona because two important things. Uh, you know, this is your window. New Hopkins is back and Call of Duty Modern Warfare does not come out until October 28th. It's, so not, this a, is, it's not a 2x points weekend either. So <laughs> That's right. So you basically have Thursday's game to uh, that's your window. 
<laughs> and then uh, basically season over beyond that if you don't get wins here in the next couple of weeks. Um, NFC West still quite weak. And I think realistically, uh, nobody should be considered out of the running. But, um, you know, two more losses. For the yeah, and puts the stake, this is interesting, too. When I, when I looked at the market, I pulled it up. It's Cliff, Chalk, Hackett, two to one. I don't see that happening so early. To lose your job in the first year, like there's an the external year, factor, though. Yeah, you you have to do something like uh, urban, like outside of the outside of the football arena, and be a a creep at the bar and do the thing where you kick the kicker. Like Ron Rivera is probably the only name that really makes sense. He's only three to one though, so I'm not that interested at that price. Um, and he could be like a sacrificial lamb, like hey. What's happening? Oh, look over here. We fired a coach. Like whoop, nothing whoop, happening whoop, in the front office, whoop. guys. Um, yeah, there's not a good candidate uh, other than Hackett, who I think there is an external factor of new owner, um, new ownership group, not really tied to the guy. So they could be like, hey, we want to get the jump start on the hiring process. And therefore, we're moving on from Hackett because we know yeah. we're not bringing him back next year like that. It but that's a, like, that's something that happens so in hard. December or just something yes. that happens around January 1st. That's not something that happens in week set a week, you know, week 10. Um, yeah. So I don't think there's really any rush to nail that market. Yeah. Down. And Nick, Nick points the chances that the next coach fire. And that's the other thing. You might be tying money up for a yeah. while. Like the it's next coach fired decent. could be post week 18 at this point. So we got rid of the the main the main offender. So no bets here. We'll join you at halftime tomorrow. We'll make some bets in this game. I'll probably live bet it. I understand the movement on care on the Cardinals. I don't disagree with it, but I certainly have other ways to spend that money. I think somebody I got pretty frisky on an underplay as well. Forced at two forty four. If it crosses forty four, that would be amazing. Um, but I think that's mostly just the quarterback uncertainty for the Saints driving that. Um, what the Pistons are leading now. My goodness, just uh, bad basketball being Andy, played right Andy. now. I love this. <clears throat> I'm not sure you knew this because you're new to the NBA, but it is a it is a game, game of runs. You almost you almost pulled game of runs on me. Oh, oh, you don't you don't game of runs a game of runner. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the Cowboys game. Dak, Dak, um, possibly gripping the ball too hard. Uh, I seen Ooh. a tweet from Cowboy Stats and and mm. Graphs, whatever his name is, it's kind of a joking tweet. I thought we might have a rookie of the year situation where he comes back even stronger, a Tiger mm-hmm. Woods situation coming back <laughs> even stronger. Yeah. Um, this is a again. I, I said it was a bit of an overrated defense at times because it's played some teams that it matched up really well against. Sure. But this is this will be if nothing else. This will be a very interesting matchup for this front seven. This is a really good offensive line coming off a bye. Like, if the Lions are going to stay in this game, you know, we can talk Jared Goff and we can talk about all the offensive injuries for the Lions. But if you neutralize that pass rush to a decent extent, Lions probably stay in this game. Swift is pushing to play. Uh, I know Sun God is still a little dinged up, and that's a problem. Chark is looking like a no for me. He didn't practice today. That's problematic, but it's it's still a it's still a team coming off a bye with their you know the best part of this team is probably the offensive line and I would say if so. You, if you can slow down Q 
keep this pass rush at bay and do anything on offense off a long time to plan. Seven's probably too much here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I thought like, about teasing this because it's just like, I don't know how the Cowboys. I don't like a lot here. this week, but I'm going to play the Lions. Uh, talking market here too. Do you think there's going to be like some, you know, they're, they're going to officially like Dak is, Dak is in, in. Or is that, that is why I'm holding my gunpowder. I, I was going to say, keeping so my like, powder dry. It, it feels like right now. So at Chris, it is minus seven, minus 116. It's already tilting that way, but it feels like, hey, Daxon, and it's official. He's playing. He's feeling good. He looks so good in practice. Lions plus seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, okay. that's so exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's, where exactly that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Dak, is he going to be the Cooper Rush that we were promised? <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm not really ready to hot take Dak Prescott in any way, shape, or form. We've seen three quarters of... I think it's too soon. Remember what happened when they brought Russell Wilson back from a hand injury too early? Yeah, I do. That went well. So a couple things. That that is real. And then just in general, like, you know, he's... There's... uh, There are ways... There are issues uh, with the offensive line, injuries with the offensive line for the Cowboys that may matter. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you can get a little bit of pressure, uh, if you can, you know, if your, if your pass rush is fresh here, uh, get a little pressure on the guy, then, you know, give us a happy feet. Um, you know, I, I think there are ways to attack this Dallas offense. Certainly. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not holding out hope that the cow, that the lions are ever going to, you know, restore the roar this season. That, that ship is sailed in my mind, even though obviously no one is fundamentally eliminated considering how bad everyone is. Um, but uh, lines are alive to win this game in my mind, even with Prescott in. And I agree with you. We oh, wait for seven. The, the best, yeah. The best news dump we can get later this week is Shark is practicing finally, and he's gonna give it a go. And Dak Prescott looks amazing in practice, guys. Straight from the mouth of the Dallas, the Dallas beat reporters. Boy, he looks real good. Balls sharp as sharp as ever. Oh, yeah. and they spin. It's crisp. It's coming crisp, out, popping yeah. out of his hand. Yeah, that would be nice. I agree with that. Um, yeah, uh, no disagreement. Let's keep moving. Jacksonville Jaguars have been a massive disappointment to me. I wanted you to be the Cincinnati Bengals of this year, but unfortunately, you're the Cincinnati Bengals of two years ago, who stunk. Um, and you know, they are close. But they have weird inconsistencies all across this roster. All across, you know, like different units, it feels like lets them down every week. Um, it's still a team that's devoid of a ton of talent. They have every incentive in the, in the world to continue playing hard because they're up against the cap next year. They're going to have to pay a lot of people. Like this can go pear shaped in a hurry if they don't find something successful this year. And Peterson is a guy that I still believe in that he can kind of restore this franchise to something of note. Now, he's taking on a Giants team that he's familiar with, at least. You know, Peterson, of course, an NFC East guy. But this is a new look Giants team that is led by Brian Dable and is doing things a wild way. And at five and one, there is an equal case that can be made that the market may be overrating this team. But there's also a decent case that it may be underrating this team. Yeah, still. <laughs> Because uh, they're playing hard for their coach. They're they're not healthy, 
but the replacement level guys are just as good as the guys that are hurt <laughs> and some of their pass rush is coming back finally at long last um daniel jones is not turning the ball over to the rate we have are familiar with i don't even remember the last time the dude fumbled um and i think it's worth noting that dable is scheming well and getting the best out of what he's got and so they're an they're tough out every single week i wouldn't put them in the plucky category with the falcons but they're definitely uh in a very um uh you know interesting spot here at five and one with the wild card uh, kind of there for the taking if they can get five more wins out of the next 11 games. Um, five and eight, is it possible, Andy? Or actually, five and that would be what? Five and uh, five and six. Is five and six possible for this team? Can they finish 10 and seven? Do they need to to get a wild card? Yeah, they, they seem to be able to win without having to uh, play better than the other team. <laughs> so, <laughs> like that, that's a unique skill. And yeah, Daniel Jones. Only two fumbles all year. Amazing. Um, while that you brought is, how while many, you're, how many do you, while you're how many thinking, do you think he had last year? Um, twelve. I'm trying to look. Um, while you look that up, I will pose a question to you about Daniel Jones specifically. We've said jokingly many times that if you squint hard enough, could Daniel Jones be the next Josh Allen? Big old white dude that's surprisingly mobile cannon for an arm can deliver a downfield pass with relative accuracy and oh by the way now you put brian dable with daniel jones can he completely elevate his performance to a uh uh you know the, a josh allen like level um where where are you in the process of saying that between zero being fully sarcastic and 100 being this is a real thing where on the scale five <laughs> okay so you think you yeah, think the, there's still very low likelihood i'm not saying he's gonna you know like the like the emerging season that uh that the Josh and the best had. part is even if he did the team fucked up they didn't they didn't we exercise didn't. his option well they can yeah but they can they can uh, franchise him and they're still yeah they can tag they can him franchise him and get off that, his, you know yeah. that's perfect a perfect example they could kirk cousins him because that's probably yeah. a ceiling yeah. So and let, let's let's say by the let's say they ultimately do go ten and seven and make a playoff run. Are they talking to themselves like that, more sarcastically, or are they believing it? I think I think Dable's a realist. I think he knows what he has there. Yeah, but I, how do you upgrade a quarterback this season if you go ten and seven? That's a thing. You're not drafting. <laughs> the, you're not going to get the no. Oh, where do we go from here? So, win? like, yeah, his, his clearly his his best game was against the Bears. Yes, and I mean, some of these other games they weren't good. Like, they weren't good games. The last three have been good. The the Bears Bears game, especially, and a couple of those games he was able, like you said, use his legs a little. He's been he was decent against Green Bay, especially in the second half, and then he was okay last week. So he's he's in. It's almost like he is the embodiment, the personification of a team going eight and eight, where it's like, hey, this quarterback's probably too good to just throw away, but he's also not good enough to take us to a next level. So I, yeah, he he, he feels like this dumb. A conundrum that the team will be faced with like shit he had an okay season what do we do here and th there's not a right answer 
it sucks. Yeah, he is a Jimmy G man. If you if you franchise him and you bring in an elite wideout via some something though, because like he's getting because Daniel Jones is getting it done somewhat effectively with a really really suspect cast of characters out there. That's why I said five instead of zero because like he hasn't had receivers yet. Okay, so you're at five on the scale. We'll check in again in a couple of weeks. You're at, you're you're still saying it's very sarcastic that he could be the next, the next Josh Allen. And when I'm saying that, I don't even mean the next future MVP of the NFL. I just mean the next guy to go from never will to he got it right. Like yeah. that's kind of the that's what that's the archetype that you're looking for if you have a quarterback like Daniel Jones who was underachieved when he was coordinated by Jason Garrett the last couple of years. All right. Hey, guess what? We're not betting this game. <laughs> like, okay, the, ja- the Jaguars are the side, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not betting Jaguars anymore. I have enough Jaguars that I need them to yeah. win without putting any more money on the table. Thank you. And, and if you were betting this game, I would suggest not bet. And this is the same thing. We when we went through the early Lions, we quickly uh, said this is not a game we wanted to discuss heavily nor bet into. The performance from Matt Ryan doesn't feel like repeatable, nor Titans, yeah. or does it feel like a uh, it's something that you should desire to be re- repeatable if you're Frank Reich? That's not the game. You want him throwing the ball another 350 times this year? No, that's not your game plan. I get that you've been dinged up at running back, and you've been missing your your heartbeat of your defense a little here, but uh, yeah, this, this, this is just... And it stinks because this is Colts or nothing. Because this is too big of an adjustment off the first game. Like how far this swung from the first game, it, it should be like a pick'em, and th- that's not something Andy's betting. You want to bet Colts money line on the road coming off a game where I don't know if Matt Ryan's arm is still attached at this point. Like what? What do your true power numbers make this game? Like Titans uh, minus one. That's pick. as far as you should go. Pick, yeah. Pick, yeah. That's I'm. I'm at. Minus like 0.4. It's it's essentially a pick'em for me. I and, and I've trashed I've trashed my Colts prior from preseason, and I'm still at a pick'em. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've downgraded. No. I've downgraded <laughs> no. both teams. I think. So. Uh, so the Colts, they, the wins that I had, like the last two weeks, they're on a two game winning streak, Andy, or is it three? I don't even remember. Um, these wins have been real. How uh, how have they done it? Um, a lot of wins have felt like that this year in the NFL. Uh, some of the Titans wins have felt like that this year in the NFL. So um, this is a big high leverage game, though, for the AFC South, I suppose. Um, under maybe in play at 42 and a half. Um, Colts are getting healthier-ish on the defensive side of the ball. We may see Shaq Leonard this week. He's at least back at practice. Uh, that's trending in the right direction. Forgetting it, Setting aside Matt Ryan... One of the major takeaways of Colts Jags was the Colts offensive line pass protection was excellent, and I didn't see that coming. Had to be because it had been been miserable. It had been miserable, and it was excellent. Um, So if that continues, then the Titans are probably going to lose. This feels like a twenty-three twenty game either way. Totals forty-two and a half. So pass Rooney. I don't know. Not 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 excited about these and teams. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe you do see some more support for the under here. Casey Brown points out like if you if you think this market is gonna continue to maybe fade these offenses, 
this is a spot to maybe grab it before it goes to 42. I don't know. Let's see what, what Chris is at right now on this one. I, I think it's kind of just hanging on where it's been. Yeah, yeah, 42 and a half, leaning towards the under. If you can find a flat 42 and a half, maybe that's a look. Um, Indy, yeah, this is a teaser spot for Indy. It's plus two and a half. It's a low total. They're the side I agree with. I will probably end up betting this game anyway because it'll end up in a long teaser for me so moving on i would rather see the tennessee volunteers play the colts that would be more entertaining i think um let's move on yes the atlanta falcons <clears throat> take on the Bengals. two th- a matchup between two equal strength three and three teams if you've ever seen it um <clears throat> very interesting angles here at first blush the falcons are dealing with cluster injury cornerback that that matters the Falcons have issues developing pass rush. That matters. Um, the Bengals obviously getting healthier and stronger at the wide receiver position. Joe Burrow getting com- more comfortable with what he's being asked to do and in this offense that otherwise kind of stinks. Um, Joe Mixon sighting at long last last week. Um, but, you know, the, the at first blush, the Bengals succeeding offensively in this game looks like a no-brainer. The flip side of the ball is where, you know, laying the points or passing really comes to play. And that is, can the Falcons do what they've done all year, which is use this very strange and unique running scheme to gain any ground, any points against the Bengals team that has had a really, really outstanding defense all year. Now the Bengals are without DJ Reader. He matters. He's a good pass pass defense. Um, And Logan Wilson was a question mark. Heading into uh, the injury reports this week, it isn't yeah, what the upgraded is to upgraded to day to day. Did you see stuff where it was he, like he's going to miss the season? Of course, yeah. And a then, lot of the, a lot and then of the he's upgraded to like, hey, he might play this week. Like, yeah, well, yeah. A lot of the real, doctors real heavy boomerang for, on that one. Yeah, um, but anyway, he he matters, especially in a run stop capacity. Um, Weird matchup. I think the Falcons, if the Falcons find themselves in a negative game state here and this becomes Mariota needs to throw him back them back into the game, good night now. Um, that is ideal uh, for a Bengals cover. And the Bengals are like sort of the last prior that I'm holding on to with my tear it out of my cold dead hand. Um, this team, I think, could still be in the mix for a top five power rating going back to the beginning we were talking about. Like, this could be team number four um, or even team number three, uh, depending on how you feel about the Eagles, I guess. Um, but Bengals ultimately uh, are the side I like the most this week at six and a half. And I've vast, I've, but I've oscillated, vacillated. I've gone back and forth here between smaller stake Bengals and also over versus just a, uh, just double stake Bengals. Um, you could go Bengals, and then I feel like a big part of this is the offense really clicks against the injured secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple secondary pieces were injured for the Falcons last week. Um, even if some play, it's not going to be hundred percent. I think if you double down, find a place with decent limits on team totals. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really think the 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 most common game state for the Bengals playing well is just scoring a shitload of points and letting the rest take care of themselves. And I don't know what the Falcons will do. It might, it might just be the over then. So okay. this has ticked up. There was lower totals. We both grabbed six on the look ahead Monday. Yeah. I'm on this. I think anything under seven is a play. So let me ask you about the Falcons. Any, any concern about the Bengals run stop? And do you think in this game, 
or even long-term that the Falcons weirdish running attack is solvable. It seems to not be like, it doesn't matter who's back there. They, they just have been able to throw. Yeah, no, but like considering opponents. I I mean, how do you feel in general about this? uh, This Bengals pass rush hasn't been super impressive at times, but I think it's, well, I like Anna, middle, like middle of I the guess, pack. Where, where do you have them for pat, for run run? Um, uh, a little little worse than average because yeah, I think I'm, I'm middle of the pack on this defense in general. I would have them. I would have a, like a more of a concern if we weren't going to get Logan Wilson. So that's an important one to watch for. I, I, I guess here's my thought: Anaruma is an innovative thinker. He is making excellent halftime adjustments. That is that's all of the evidence I need to kind of buy into what he's doing. If he sits down for a week and he studies what Art Smith is up to, does he come out with the plan A that is like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Good luck. You know, this is not where this is not here. Don't bring this shit in my house. Right. Oh, you know what I Yeah, I'm I'm middle of the middle of the pack, the run defense, yeah, a little below average. Uh, pass rush could be better, but I think it's okay. It's a, it's an okay defense. Well, everything I have though. so well coordinated though. Yeah, and like you said, decent halftime adjustments. Maybe I bet at Bovada. I'm I'm feeling like I feel like I made a bet yesterday on the game that we went over, and I feel bad for not mentioning it now. Open bets. Oh my god, I bet soccer already today. Handy, handy, handy. <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah. Oh, Franz Wagner double double. Uh, you're, you're all over the place. Okay, so in general, the Bengals have an outstanding duo of safeties beyond Logan Wilson. I think they can find a way to just smother the running rushing attack. I'm not I'm not especially worried about it. And if you can st- if your plan A is good against the Falcons and they're in a negative game state, they're down a couple of scores at halftime, then I'm feeling great about having to land less than a touchdown here. So Bengals minus the points. Cool. Yes. We Some laid one. it. Um, back to the same division. The Ravens mm. laying six and a half to somebody. The Browns. Um, my general my general feeling in the Browns now is that Brissett was okay. And it's gotten worse. Like um, I don't know if teams have kind of just figured out this is what's happening, and the if the offense is able to do anything against Chubb and Hunt, Brissett's not Gene. He's no Geno Smith. And if you can, he's getting worse. Like he he looked pretty rough at times last week against a good Patriots defense, but not a great Patriots defense. I don't put them up there with like the Denver's of the world. So if he plays like that at the Ravens. This this line's probably a titch short, but I'm not fully trusting the Ravens. And Lamar is missing practice time still for injuries. He got banged up receivers. This number's too big. I don't want to lay points with the Ravens at all. Uh, at the beginning of the season, when we were really seeing Lamar putting, you know, this team on its back, I would have been happy to lay this. This run defense for the Browns may be historically bad. Like, I, I've not seen just week after week after week of teams getting shredded by whoever's at running back. Doesn't matter. 
So they they do have a couple of good running backs that they're willing to put out there and give them plenty of totes. I think the Ravens run the piss out of this ball and win this game, but it might not be by margin here. So I, I, this number's probably bang on for me, and I'm not betting this one. The total depends on the Browns. I want you to break that down. Browns offense with a good run game, a declining percent against this Ravens defense starting to get a little healthier. Under, under, under. Um, the general vibe I have of this game is weird because the Ravens, all of the Ravens data, especially the opponent adjusted stuff, says this team is really good. But they're not winning games. In fact, they're finding ways to lose games. They're they're the Chargers right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And is end of game fluky stuff signal or noise? It's probably more noise. Uh, but at the same time, Lamar Jackson's elbow injury scares the shit out of me. Um, and I think you know the Ravens' defense at times has looked very very soft their tackling in the secondary especially has been what the fuck and i think ultimately a browns team that's going to lean pretty heavily into the run may find success but the ravens have enough talent on the defensive side of the ball here to keep the browns in the 13 to 17 point range and if this becomes a game state where the ravens are doing well offensively because their rushing attack is just gashing this soft ass unit of runs run defense in the Browns. Like, like the Ravens aren't really going to have to bring out the good plays to find success in this game. They should just be able to run it down their throats without with impunity. Yeah, um, don't don't let Lamar get hit at all in this. Yeah, game. exactly. Really like, put him yeah. put him in fucking put him on a, yeah put him in bubble wrap. This should be like twenty four three, in as we are winding down the third quarter, you know. And at that point, maybe there's some garbage time points, but the but uh, you know Ravens ultimately putting this one on ice and not really threatening the total because the Browns are in comeback mode and Jacoby Brissett is scared to turn the ball over, is taking sacks, is throwing it away. Wyatt Teller, by the way, not going to be available here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Browns offense in this one, I do not have confidence that they're getting you the points you need to get over 40, 40 45 here. Um, my fair total is 43 and a half. So I like this under. I'm a little closer to the total. I, I agree with you, though. The game state where the Ravens are just running the ball and these are, God, nothing would yeah. be sexier than just like an, an eight minute scoring drive, a 10 minute field oh. goal drive. Oh. And then they throw it back and Brissett drives to midfield and arm punts it. It's, it just, it sounds so likely, too. And, under 19 and a half for the Browns is high on my list of team totals that I might be looking at. Um, we are uh, we are there. Um, yep. I like the full game under. Okay. Um, the Raven, this you know what this game I think is going to look like if you run it back? I think it's going to look like Jets-Ravens week one. That's kind of that's kind of the feel that I got here. Um yeah, so underplay for me there. Uh, Tampa, Carolina. Uh, I looked hard at this under all week. I played it. I... Oh, you did? Okay. All right. Make the yeah, case. I, pl- Make played the case this. I played this under. Um, Panthers may not score. They did. Walker. 
they didn't score last week on offense. Uh, they had a field goal. Yes, they had a field goal drive. They had a ton, a ton of drives that were just terrible. Three and outs. They had one that moved a little bit that ended in a pick. They had one that moved a little bit that ended in a field goal. They had a defensive touchdown. Uh, and again, the Bucks offense stunk last week. Their defense kind of stunk too. And I think the offense just kind of fixed itself. I think Brady handles that himself. But, man, if I'm the coaching staff, I am chewing ass all week and getting this defense fired up. What a get-right game for this defense. Hey, they just lost half their receiving core. They're starting a well-below-replacement-level quarterback. You All you have to do is focus in on, you know, focus in on this running back who is <laughs> maybe not super excited to take uh, like, hey, if that's the sideline, or I could try to get two more yards. Like, wonder what this does to my trade value. <laughs> do another team. Like, should I really take that hit? I don't know where his head's at now. I think he's a gamer. I'm, I'm just joking, but he, yeah, he's it. He's it for the offense. So, you have a good enough defense to just tune in. And this Panthers don't get to ten here. I don't think. I really, really, and their team total is like thirteen and a half, guys. Yeah. That's legitimately the number right now. So Panthers, Panthers may not find the end zone offensively, and the Bucks. It's similar to the the game we talked about with the with the Ravens. Just Bucks get a nice quick lead, and then just Lenny, 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 short stuff, short stuff, crossing stuff, grind it out, take the air out of the ball, and you know, twenty four six, thirty to six. All those numbers stay under thirty one to nine. I could see under the 40 and a half. It is starting to tickle down. Chris has this at a flat 40, but there are 40 and a halfs still in the market, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Panthers defense has some players. Some of them are hurt. <laughs> I know, it's start, it's starting to get a little better, but yeah. like Yeah, they got some players. Uh, Steve Wilkes is a defensive-minded guy. Tom Brady is screaming at his linemen. Um, the Tom Brady situation is not going to heal itself overnight. I believe in the Bucks ultimately reaching some competitive level where they are a factor in a very fucking weak NFC. But it's going to take many, many reps for this offensive line to gel to where they are providing the pass protection that Brady is able to operate at a high level. And the wide receiver room is still banged up to hell. Um, and this is a bad matchup for those guys. Like these are the kind of cornerbacks that are going to make them have a long day. Um, so I think under is the only way to go here. I can't imagine laying this many points with Tom. Tom in his current state, um, dude does not look like he is enjoying this season at all. <laughs> so uh, you know we may revisit some of those uh, uh, thoughts and comments about his retirement at some point here, but um, ultimately. The Buccaneers eke out a win. I don't care how, because the Panthers probably aren't getting past three to six points. So, um, no strong, no strong opinion. But uh, I, I like that you got a good under number. Yeah, and this is another one, same as last week, where I said, "In what world am I laying this many points with a broken offense Not with the Rams?" And then, in what world am I taking any amount of points with the Carolina defense or team that's just dead? I said, you know, if the Rams cover, it's by accident. The the variance in this game, it's probably a bang on number two. And this one's even worse. Like, I strongly considered taking the Panthers to so many points for a home team. 
Can't do it. Just can't bet this team. Can't. It's, cannot. It's not, cannot. It's not a good look. Cannot. I mean, you, will not. <clears throat> if you if you think the Panthers cover this number, that means the Buccaneers don't get to twenty one points. Oh, you know, or the Panthers have like Seven, multiple. I'd say seventeen because I think the Panthers' ceiling is like six ish. Yeah. It, it. Yeah. If you really think the Panthers, it's too many points. Just take this under. Okay. Um. Second half of the slate. Let's keep moving. Packers. You bet you bet this on Sunday. You took it over, and this has tickled up a point, point and a half. I think it's still low. Uh, I think this is a good look. Packers, although Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say. So we we have a bit of an – I think it's probably truly an upgrade with Heineke. Heineke's played enough ball. It's not like some guy that's just stepping in. He's played to this team. It's it's probably a slight upgrade, but now, yeah, that's scaring me. The Rodgers injury thing has me a little nervous for this one. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I wish he was 100% or at least 80% or at least not whatever he is right now. Um, the commander's defense is really bad, but the commander's offense, I still believe in the pieces around the quarterback position. Offensive line is getting healthier. They have some damn decent weapons in the passing game. And I like their rushing scheme, and I like their offensive coordinator. I do think Heineke is going to look like an upgrade, and this is a commander's team that's going to find their way into the 20s. And I think the Packers are going to be forced to answer and are also going to find their way into the 20s here, even if it ultimately is Jordan Love time at some point because Aaron's not feeling good. Um, I don't really know where the Packers are right now as a franchise. I don't love any of the comments or any of the vibe that you get from anything you hear you hear whatsoever. You could say the same thing about the Bucks, by the way, but at least the Bucks defense is playing well. The Packers defense is getting pushed off the field. Uh, and that's a problem. Uh, so I think ultimately a, a play on the over is also a play on the commanders. Team total over is also probably taking the points with the commanders. It's all correlated, but uh, I elected to go over just in case Aaron Rodgers goes scorched earth, nuclear, fuck you mode, in which case he gets it by himself, but who knows. What What is Mo Bamba's lifetime? like? What, what do you think his three-point percentage is for his career? I think he's probably made three, three makes on, we'll say, 23 attempts. He's taken four tonight. That's all he's he's taken four shots. They've all been from deep. He's not made any of them. I don't know what he's doing. It's really feeling the baddies must be uh the Jordan Poole baddies must be courtside there in Indiana or Detroit, rather. Jeez, I'm not even in the right city. So yeah, I, I like your look, but I'm scared with the Rodgers injury. Oh, Mo Bamba shoots it. threes all the time. I see I see I have no idea who the fuck Mo Bamba what what his what his splits look like. He's he has made 203 three pointers in 576 attempts. So his free three. That's actually points, high. That's there we go. Fine. Look at yeah, him. Yeah, that's a good, good job. Keep, All right. Keep shooting, Mel. I'm just getting mad at him. Keep firing, Mel. All right. On to the next one, then. We will. Uh, where are we? I'm on the wrong tab. I can't see the next game. So Jets, Broncos. Jets the best defense in the league, probably right now. This Denver's defense is nasty and i feel so bad for him because it's like they're you know the, the the guy who tries really hard in the group project and then russell wilson's also in your group and he's off making fucking cringe ass tiktoks and it sucks because like <laughs> he's not contributing this offense stunk that was one of the worst overtimes i've ever seen 
Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think we might no, have I a tie because been. nobody can get a first down. I, I was so Now I want to know if that is. That might, that's got to be up there with the lowest success rate ever for an overtime period. It's got to be. There were zero. I'm not first sure downs. there was a successful play. Even the <laughs> yeah. scoring drive, it was yeah. like run, run, run into the ground, uh, maybe a few yards on third down, which is you your injured fir- kicker. Yeah. If you don't get a first down on third down, that's not a successful play. So, yeah, there might not have been a successful play by the way they grade them in all of overtime and yeah i'm glad that i still think that's against the rules like just shoving the guy into the guy who called a fair kick like it's one thing if it just happens like you're running and blocking but he like waited and then pushed him he timed it so game the system i'm all for it but what i've heard in reading and listening to comments he was coached to do that and the special teams coach is got his guys because that is apparently a legal play like yeah, if if, it, if, it uh, very, yeah, if it like it was it was pre you know premeditated it was, it was premeditated it was good it for was, them then it was it was coached up and like and you know what like I made the joke in the moment the Chargers special teams breaking that game in their favor that was a long shot million to one it was a long shot and yeah. uh, and ultimately their kicker not you know effing it up especially considering he had a blown hammy like. Don't understand it. Unbelievable. The, the, the fact that he made yeah. that kick, he's out for two to four weeks now. Like his his hammy yeah. was messed up. I love what he said. He's like, it didn't matter how long the kick was, it was gonna hurt bad either way. Yeah. Okay. So let's break down this game and let's talk about the Jets a little more, though. Because that game was wild and we needed to give it a little look. Um yeah. Broncos were incredible in the scripted portion of that offense. And if they build on that against the Jets team, they should be able to score here. And then on the flip side, this is a really bad matchup for the Jets offense versus the Broncos defense. Not only are they coming off of a couple of big-time performances and everybody blowing them in the New York media, but now you got to go to altitude and you got to play a top-three defense. So this could, could, could be an ugly one from Zach Wilson and company in mile high. Like, that's kind of the angle I want to bet here. And if Russell Wilson ultimately is unavailable and it's the Mark Rippon show, Mark Rippon, is that his name? Brett Rippon? Brett Rippon. Mark, Mark Rippon Mark was, Rippen was the Redskins quarterback that won the Super Bowl. His uncle, yeah. yeah. If this yeah. is the Brett Rippon show and this flips across to Jets' favorite, I'm in. I'll take the bait. I'll bet it. Um, yeah. I'd rather have Russell Wilson out there, I suppose. Um, but if there was ever a get-right spot and a sell high on the Jets, I mean, I mean, this is classic buy low, sell high, is it not? Yeah, it is a really finally like, hey, this Jets offense is a lot of fun. Yeah, they are about to get punched in the mouth by a good defense, and the Jets, the Jets may be a good team, you know, are decent, better than we thought. They may have a little bit of a spark, but this is just such a shitty spot for them. Like, and yeah, it's funny that Rippin his last start was a Jets game that went like there was like 60 points 60 points in it i don't think we see that this week the, this broncos defense is very legit and yeah it, it's a super sell high sell high spot on the jets offense uh this total is super low for a reason because the jets defense is actually decent and it may be brett ripping so there's probably a case to bet in under 38 and a half this is like a preseason line guys but uh if i was betting this game man if you made me if you gave me five hundred dollars and said you have to bet one of the four major markets it'd be the under like i wouldn't even think about it the preseason expectation 
with relatively little difference in terms of available player was Denver minus seven and a half. Have we learned enough about the Jets and the Broncos to change to swing that much win probability in this game? Yeah, I mean, Brees is nice and the receivers are nice and the, the secondary is doing some things. Um, the Jets definitely deserve an upgrade from anybody's preseason notions. And the Broncos clearly are a downgrade. I'm not sure if it's six points cumulative. This should be, I have this like Broncos minus two. I'm not wildly off market, but low total like this, what's the fucking difference? I agree with you. If you made me bet a side again, it would it would be the Broncos. And if it's Brett Rippon and we see jet steam and you get plus 110, plus 120, like, yeah, probably sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the bigger swings this early in the season that I can remember from a preseason look ahead. The Denver Broncos were expected to have a 72% win probability in this game, and we are looking at 52, <laughs> so 20% swing. That's a lot. Um, I think this is a good buy low on the Broncos. I haven't played anything yet because, again, I'm waiting to see. Because I guess confirmation that Wilson is in, I don't think moves this past three. I don't think it moves it to three. I think you know this reflects. What, 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 what would you say this reflects in terms of Wilson going or not going? Well, like I said, I'm at two, and I'm I'm just I'm I'm pricing it without doing anything at the quarterback spot, so it's like a mid it's a midway point play for the books, and they're in kind of a nice spot because like if if this was like three and a half with Russ, that makes it trickier. Like, are we going to set it at two and a half as a midway spot? That's harder. You'd probably have to just set it at a flat three. So the fact that you're in this dead zone right around pick, it's probably fine. So it, it flipping to favorite won't take much money going across the zero. So I think you can get a plus number on Broncos money line. And if Russ is in, maybe I'm less interested injured. Plus how bad he's looked. Uh, that's the fucked up part about this. If it's Brett Rippon and I get plus plus one fifteen, I'm probably playing this. If it's Russell Wilson and it moves to like minus two, I, I might just play the under. That's a, that's a decent strategy. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I haven't made any bets on this game yet, but I'm teetering on Broncos. I'm not a buyer in the Jets offense at all, really. I haven't seen anything besides the Brees Hall stuff. And if they're in a negative game state, then forget about it. And the Broncos defense is freaking good. I don't care how upset they are that, that they're not getting wins because of what the antics on the offense. But um, yeah, Robert Sala, he never had any of the answers for Russell Wilson, by the way. The guy Russell Wilson played last week did. Worth kind of keeping that in the back of your head as well. Um, let's keep moving. Houston at the Las Vegas Raiders. <clears throat> all right, let's keep moving. Kansas bet, City at the. <laughs> I bet this. No, over. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I'll let you. Not, 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 not one of my favorite spots, <laughs> but I did bet this over. Yeah. I think the Raiders offense, it's kind of a buy low on the Raiders offense. If you're Both finally going to get, buys. yeah, getting off the buy and they finally started to get um, Adams involved in what we thought we'd see from Adams. This is a good quarterback and this team is better than their one and four record. I have them higher in my power rankings than a lot of their power numbers. Now I keep saying rankings. Thanks, Drew. But higher in my power numbers than a lot of uh, teams kind of around the same area. Like this is a this is for sure a middle of the pack team, maybe even an average team in certain aspects of their game. 
And as far as the offense goes, like their ceiling, if they keep going, is getting damn close to the top 10. I don't think they get there. I think the true ceiling is probably, or you know, where they crown is probably 12th, 13th, something like that. But it's it's an okay offense, especially, you know, especially throwing the ball if this if this starts to be a thing here. So just looking, I looked at some red zone stuff. I looked at some success rates for the Raiders and just kind of a buy low spot on them versus a bad team at home off the buy. And that said, the Raiders defense can be beat can be beat by basically anybody this totals should be 47 so the the run the run defense probably gets a little shredded here by texans they should be able to run the ball um i don't know if they have a ton in the passing game but even in you know basically all these games with uh the texans well the texans have played better teams than them in what every game I don't know where you have them in their in your overall rank. I, I guess if they would play Carolina, it'd be one thing. The, the Jaguars game, kind of want to throw that out. Uh, the Jaguars are unsolvable at this point, but they scored twenty up in Chicago. They put up twenty four at home on the Chargers. The Broncos game, okay, that's uh, like that's my favorite defense right now. They they took the Colts to overtime with twenty points. Like, they should be capable of getting to 20, 22, 24 on this defense. And I think the Raiders are able to move pretty easily on this defense off a of bye. So okay. uh, it's not, it's not a favorite play, but I make it like 47. Okay. Uh, shower fart game of the week for me. This is yes. the one I have no interest. It's in. fun. Like I'm going to, I'm going to no bet. Th- I have bet this probably won't watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I ultimately, uh, yeah, I don't, I have yet to bet a Texans game. And I don't know that I will bet a Texans game, <laughs> at least until they're in prime time against. Oh my God, they're in prime time in two weeks, Andy. Are you yep. excited for this? Always. You know who they're playing? Oh, uh, I do not. The Philadelphia Eagles on uh, Thursday night. Football. Is it in Philly? Uh, it is in. It is in Houston at least. Oh God! Um, I was gonna say what would they? Yikes. Yikes. It's gonna be a big spread, regardless. Yeah, Eagles, preseason look Eagles ahead. Minus you want to guess what the preseason look ahead was? Eight and a half, four and a half. What? <laughs> yeah, that's how far the I forgot market how was much higher the Eagles, yeah, the, or how much lower the market was on the Eagles. And like basically everybody with a pulse was banging the drum for the Eagles. It's not like we were the only ones. No, I can't believe the Eagles. I was the last more. person to the fucking party. Yeah, that like, was the yeah, whole we, tone we of the, we That was the whole the tone of the uh the Eagles preview. Um goddamn dude. Uh yeah, yeah. forget the Texans Sharfart. Let's move on. Casey at San Francisco. We got a uh, a little uh, little Super Bowl rematch here, Andy. This was a a, a game that I remember well. Uh it took place in Miami. Shakira and JLo did the halftime show. And Patrick Mahomes did his patented comeback to win his first ever Super Bowl championship. Although the game could have gone differently if you had had a little bit more aggressiveness, I think, out of one Kyle Shanahan. And stop me if you've heard that before, that Kyle Shanahan lost a Super Bowl because he was not aggressive enough because this was not the first time that that has happened. This was the second time that has happened. Um, first, of course, famously, the 28-3 to loss 
from the Falcons to the Patriots. Uh, the um, Kansas City Chiefs take on a Niners team that is getting healthier. That's not great for them. The Chiefs did not exactly perform up to the level of expectation offensively last week against the Bills. What did they do um, wrong, though? I mean, it was it was a good – it was home. They could have been better, but they weren't bad. That's a tough defense. That's a tough team. And it's also one where you want to kind of uh, weigh your how much do we want to give away because we're probably going to have to play this team again in the in an actual meaningful game. I thought like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was a little disappointed in KC. And obviously, I had that over. I would love to see him put up thirty, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be too hard on him. Yeah, I mean, um, what's, what's your main what's your main gripe? Just not finishing some of the drives that they normally do. Yeah, and you know, a little sloppiness from Mahomes. He was holding on to the ball a little too long. Um, he okay. was, yeah, it was just general sloppiness. I think a little bit of it felt like he and Bienemy just weren't on the same page, you know. And I don't know if that's a theme, uh, but uh, it could be. Um, anyway, I just didn't love the game planning, and uh, you know, it seemed like they were a little too casual in that one for me and this is a tougher test because the Niners defense is better than the Bills even though they're both rated somewhat similarly uh if fully healthy and that's the huge question here because uh Hufanga uh matters Uh, he matters a lot matters yeah I already have my game plan down for this one too and Bosa matters what are you gonna do betting the Niners if the injury report is very positive probably not taking the points not caring if I lose the three and taking the Niners money line. I know there's been a couple of people that already told me like, Hey, all four times they did this back to back on the East coast, they come back and they've lost the game. I mean, that's why they're a road dog or they're a home dog, I guess, but getting them as a home dog, if they have a very positive injury report, especially the Trent Williams and the uh, Bosa's of the world. See how I didn't say his first name as I didn't I, want to fall yeah. into the trap where it's like my John, Eis- John Eisner. I just can't. I can't uh, break habits. Uh, San Diego pot or the San Diego Superchargers. So, um, Bosa, Williams, Hufunga. If if everything's looking hunky dory there, and a couple other things happen, I could be tempted on the Niners unless this number moves a ton, and I'm not getting like plus money. I don't think we see this move heavily on that. Like worst case, what do you think this closes if everybody's healthy for the Niners? Two and a half. Um, two. Hmm. I don't think it moves off three. Okay. I think it would have moved. I think it would have moved I, already. I said the that report was too. the yeah. report was really positive and it didn't budge. So I yeah. think there's enough Kansas City support here that it's probably gonna stick there. And I, 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 I like I like what you're saying there because I said that too. I said I'm not gonna worry about losing the three. So I'm probably just betting the money line, but if the injury report's good and the market doesn't care enough to move off the three, I'll probably take some three yeah. as well. Yeah, and I and I think the idea is they're willing to write three a juicy three all week. I don't know. I mean the the shades are great between three minus one fifteen minus one seventeen and two minus one hundred five two and a half minus one hundred five, right? So I think they're fine writing these tickets, expecting that this is going to be a close game either way, and they're not really sweating it. Like the right number is either two or three or two and a half, and you don't have to be exact, right? Yeah. So, so. yeah, Niners plus 125 ish. That's kind of what I'm looking at here. 
but I want more positive news. I want everything. I want it all. I want it, uh, money, fast cars, diamond rings, gold chains, and champagne. Yeah, and here's my, around. you know what? Here's my read on the books, Ready? If it's a square, legal square and or legal shop, they're interested in writing super juicy two and a halfs on the Chiefs. If it's a sharper shop, they want to write super juicy threes on the on the Niners, <laughs> right? Like I think they kind of know that the right that that's the right number, and that you know two point seven five is the right number, and they just want to write juicy shit. That's my thought. What do I know though? Anyway, let's keep yeah. moving. Total? No. I could be talked into this being just right. And I have. I just talked myself into it. Um, it's bounced around from. F it's gone. This has been had two way action. You saw forty seven and a half go down to forty six, and now it's up to forty eight. Um, not consistent with the the injury reports. Don't get it. Don't get it. All right, let's keep moving. Um, Seattle at LAC. That is the LA Chargers, not the San Diego Superchargers. Not the Clippers. Um, Andy, do you remember the second half of that Chargers game? I do. Did it feel like the Chargers were on the cusp of breaking out offensively to the tune of laying a touchdown? No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, numerous times through this podcast, I've talked about how much I like this Denver defense and I have them top ranked at this moment. So kudos to i mean i want to give them kudos for winning the game but also kudos to us for betting them in the second half yeah. having the, having the gumption the balls the wherewithal to bet them sure but boy that that was not feeling great and no. i had broncos plus four and a half so yeah i was sitting i was sitting in a position where i i, I wasn't feeling horrible about double losing dipped on under was the right call but anyway, yeah my that, god the, the under was the wow. under was a no doubter but uh, uh -huh. yeah rocking chair under and it's funny because we go from rocking chair low total under to a 51 and a half here. <sighs> the highest point expectation of the week is the Chargers. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, this often and the Seattle, where that. how much have you upgraded the Seattle defense? A little. Like it's, I think it's, the, the the D line especially looked decent against the Cardinals. Still, it's still a bottom 10 defense overall. Sure, but it's it's getting close to creeping out of that and getting closer to like the twentieth best defense. Yeah, he, got yeah. a couple of decent pieces on the pass rush that are moving a little. Um, they've got the defensive rookie of the year. Little little did you know it's not Sauce Gardner. I know he's fun and it's fun in the media, but the the actual defensive rookie of the year is playing in the Pacific Northwest this year. And yeah, I think the Seattle defense can do a little bit. Probably keep the Chargers in the low twenties. That yeah. that offense, like you said, is not looking like it's breaking out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the Seattle scored nineteen last week. A lot of like the Denver defense performance was awesome, and the specific, but they were like they knew what like like the the jig was up. Screen passes and you know let let certain do his thing, shutting down Mike Williams, and these guys are they haven't they got nothing, um, and. I don't see that changing here, even though the Seahawks defense stinks. I guess I just want to point out, though, like mea culpa to Pete Carroll a little. 
We should have seen this coming. Don't, please don't say We should have seen this coming more because if there's one thing that gets that guy out of bed in the morning besides chomping some gum. It's running the ball. It's No, it's getting young defensive players coached up. Like That's like the, the one thing that we've always known that Pete Carroll had kind of in spades was young. De- he gets the young defensive players, particularly the secondary players. He gets the most out of those guys because he is very, very good at coaching and developing defensive talent. The Legion of Boom was a combination of good drafting and Pete Carroll's influence on that you know, and again, developing those guys and he's doing it again. And I think that the arc of the Seattle Seahawks defense is going to be clear as a bell between the beginning and the end of the season. And this is a decent stepping stone for them because you have a defensive line, which has struggled a front seven, which has struggled all season, finally puts together a complete game against the Cardinals and now gets to go up against the chargers team that has no offensive line. Like this should be a Seahawks, you know, defense continues to you know improve in the right direction. I just don't know if that means take the points with the Seahawks or bet the under here. Why not both? Yeah, and the Seahawks have been hard to trick to figure out too because they had they had some higher scoring games. They had that stretch where they put up oh I don't know ninety points against the Saints and Lions, but the Lions' defense is atrocious. The Saints' defense has had injuries, and that was just a that game made no sense in any way, shape, or form, the fact that 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 game happened. That was the Saints defense coming back from the London game, I guess, if you want to give it a reason. The Lions defense is just bad. So I expect more of a, you know, 24-20 kind of game here. I don't know if I can fence this thing. And then the the Keenan Allen, the fact that this has tickled a little to the under makes me feel like somebody has some intel on Keenan Allen. I'm not sure he'll ever be back. Truthfully, it feels like one of these. Not the things. way we remember him. This no. is well, this is it's like Chinese democracy. Like, oh, it's Keenan Allen's coming out this year for sure, guys. I heard. Like, <laughs> and then it just doesn't have. I don't know if anyone gets that reference besides he's old enough to remember that. And that album. That was the guns. Uh, and, oh, it was awful. Yeah. Oh, not as much as the spaghetti incident, but nothing will ever suck that much ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a buddy who literally. I didn't see this, but he he said he bought it. He listened to the whole thing. He took it out of his car CD player and threw it out of his window. He's so mad. <laughs> because, I mean, like, have for destruction and then use your illusion. One, like, it's so hard, so hard to listen to that album. Yeah. Uh, favorite GNR song is "Get in the Ring." Not even close. That's such really a Ooh, man. Just, I just, just. It was a pump up song. And like okay. we had a we had a mix CD before wrestling meets. I think that was on one of them. Um, that's just such a good banger for pumping you up. But I mean, there's way better songs, truthfully. Yeah, I mean, um, I gotta go November Rain just because the the video was such a impactful oh. moment of my upbringing. Like I think that was probably the video I first remember sitting and watching MTV, hoping they were gonna play it. Uh, best song, song maybe Sweet Child of Mine. I don't know. What do you think? I had coming on Spotify today. I had Mr. Brownstone come up. Oh, that was, that was a good kind one. Of a, like it's that that's nobody's favorite GNR song, but it's like, man, this was a good one. And yeah, I mean, Welcome to the Jungle is just such a banger. That's probably the real answer. Ah, oh, Welcome to the Jungle. You're right? up about eleven. We're not. And also, like guys, if you're still young, if you have a kid, have them learn how to be in a rock band. Axl Rose kind of ugly, dude. He's been sweet. pulling it forever. Nah, Sweet Child of Mine is my number one. Stated Lana song, Del Rey. Yeah. 
He's like yeah. 70. Oh, wow. So. Um, all right. Well, um, this is not November quite yet. We'll have November rain in a couple weeks. It's coming. I, I agree and there's no, up. and there's no weather, by the way. Uh, Palmer. Yeah. No weather. Palmer, uh, Palmer and concussion protocol. So if you have no Palmer and Allen doesn't play, it's might be Seahawks plus six and a half. I think the under is the jam, man. I, I don't mind both of them. Like, I think that's very it's very like, correlated. Did, did the chargers solve their defensive problems by benching JC Jackson? Like that secondary looked good. They looked good. Although at the same time, the Seahawks are doing very different things this year than what Russell Wilson did last year. So they might have, I think the Seahawks and the under are both a good play. I think the Seahawks money line probably with the under Seahawks win 23, 20. Let's fucking go. Let's do it, man. Dan might've solved it too. Um, Civil Civil war. Civil war was so good. Civil war was good. Then it had the the Struthers Martin opening from uh, Cool Hand Luke. I mean, using use yeah, use your illusion. One or two is better. What do you? This is a tough question. No, these no, are tough questions. No, man, that's Sophie's choice. I won't do it. Sophie's choice. <laughs> the, the, the live and let die cover was good. Rocket Queen was good. Yeah. Seahawks. Oh, we should a spicy money. Little that is a spicy meatball. Yeah. Oh, whistle solo and patience. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. You know All what? Right. You know what? I'm gonna hot take. Yeah. Guns and Roses, pretty good band. I, I, I don't think that's even a hot take. They were the. No, I'm joking. They were the, I'm joking. Yeah, that was the. They were. Uh, they were the Apex Mountain. To use a reference oh, from your favorite podcast. Uh, yeah, they were the Apex Mountain of, uh, you know, of rock metal. Like don't that was cry. Like, it's it so went, easy. That, like that opened the door for alt, obviously, but that that was it. That was as good as it ever got. My Michelle. Oh my God. I might just listen to GNR all day tomorrow while I do some writing. But yeah, that is a that is a spicy, that is a spicy money line play on the Seahawks. I don't hate that at all. Finally, Pittsburgh, Miami. I had a listener reach out to me. He had some nice things to say. Is um if you ever want a DM question answered. Start out with, hey, Andy, love the pod. I've been listening for a long time. You guys are great. That's usually a good way for me to start clicking on DMs and reading them when I'm very busy at work all day. <laughs> um, I do got to find, but uh, so he, he, yeah, he said he's been listening for a couple of years. Dolphins fan for a long time. It is the 50th anniversary of the 1972 undefeated team. And this was the AFC title game that year. He's like, that's the only thing I can think of that they would put the Pittsburgh and Miami rematch game on primetime. He's like, otherwise, even preseason, they knew like Pittsburgh's rebuilding. Like, that's, he's like, that's the only thing that makes sense. Cause we talked about this on Tuesday or Monday. We said, why is this the primetime game? That was his theory as a Dolphins fan. Uh, my favorite Dolphins Pittsburgh game was the rain game from like 20 years ago where it was oh, three yeah. nothing. I would love that happen again. Oh, yeah. That was excellent. Um, it's not going to be gross. I don't think it's going to be hot at night. It looks yeah. like temperatures are going to be like it's going to be like eighty in full humidity. Humid. Um, two is back. Hey, Tyreek Hill's offensive player of the year? Question mark. Um, Miami matches up well against Pittsburgh's defense with no pass rush. Really, this should be Miami. All systems go. Get to go get your thirty points here, and you know, bury Mitch Trubisky. Um, do you think this is a competitive game? And is there a narrative that the Steelers should be the side with the points? 
it's bordering on that. If this was like seven and a half, eight, you probably would have to think about taking it. That defense looked pretty frisky last week. That wasn't all just Tom Brady being, you know, hung over from a wedding dance. They were getting after it. They were knocking balls down. They were really, they really got up for that. I don't know if it was like, hey, let's get up for this Tom Brady game. I don't know if how many more of these will get to play against this guy. I don't know what the pre the preseason or the pregame locker room speech was, but the defense missing all the important pieces really got up against this. Uh, tougher spot heading down to Miami in prime time to do it against Tua, who did not go to a wedding this week. I teased this with New England. It's my the only teaser I really love this week. Like I really I really like the Dolphins at six and a half. If it were six and a half, I'd probably play this. I make this, I make this seven and a half. So I'm fine putting it in a teaser. It's a Wong-ish teaser. I'm not beholden to Stanford Wong anymore. Please let me down like a like a shitty stepdad at this point. So I'm fine. I'm fine just going non-Wong teaser. Dolphins to one. Uh, Patriots to two. We don't talk Monday night that often on this one because we usually save that, but. Bill Belichick versus a rookie head coach with a essentially a, a, a rookie quarterback as much experience as he's had with uh, good NFL players with barely anything for receivers, a bad offensive line, and a Patriots team that's kind of cresting right now. So love these two teaser spots. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. I heard I heard a very compelling case about how good the Bears were today. It was long, <laughs> um, but it was very it was it, it it was logical. It was carefully thought out. Um, yeah, I mean the Bears apparently are quite good, and they're building something positive there uh, with a very good young nucleus um, of talented players. Um, yeah, the uh, <laughs> the general feeling i have of the okay, dolphins is i think the dolphins are good i think they're going to be in the race for a playoff spot i think two is going to be fine although you know if you look at the quarterback heat map right now you know the cpoi and the epa per play and you're like some of these dots are going to regress over the next little stretch like the two a dot regressing back to average seems likely um and you know that I don't know what that entails, but maybe he doesn't quite get to the you know the Dolphins to their point total in this game. Maybe they don't quite let him you know put him in situations where he is uh, you know the target and even you know like you know, a little bit more conservative game plan out of McDaniel's. Yeah, I would you know, I would be doing the thing the thing I stomp for every week: throw the ball to Tyreek Hill anywhere in the field and let him make a play with it. Um, bubble screens, short extended handoffs short crossers, curl routes, out and ups, like anything to get Tyreek the ball with his I would just, you give just, him the Debo Samuel treatment. Why what are we waiting for? Run the ball. Yeah, jet sweeps. Yeah. I don't care. Triple Why options. aren't they? Why aren't they doing yeah, that? Get the ball in his hands. And, Here's a question. And more and like you said, more importantly, get the ball out of to his hands quickly. Don't let him take some knocks. Let, let me ask you two questions about Tyreek Hill real quick. Um he's Just only that. really being utilized in the passing game. Does that surprise you considering Mike McDaniel's background? And then number two, is that a surprise or is this a plan? Like when the weather's better, I mean, the weather's going to be good in Miami all, all, all season, but they got some cold weather games later this year. Or is this, is this like a, 
they're going to deploy him as a running attack later in the season when the conditions are a little more challenging? Uh, will they he evolve into that role? Will they never use him in that role? And I guess does he make sense as a you know an equal footing to Jefferson Jefferson OPOY because Jefferson plays in a dome and Hill plays in Miami? Maybe it makes sense. I don't I the weather thing doesn't uh the weather thing doesn't really do it for me. I'm not sure if that's a real thing. I think maybe if if anything is keeping this Miami offense from continually progressing and adding newer and more complicated elements, it's probably the fact that their quarterback gets hit hurt in the first quarter every game for yeah. like the last month. <laughs> yeah. That 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 really probably puts a, a halt on like, hey, let's introduce a bunch of, you know, let's build on the current playbook and add a bunch of new complicated schemes and, you know, uh, game plans and, uh, you know, just uh, here's here's a new package. Who the fuck? Oh, I'm Skyler. Where's, where, how, what happened to my other quarterbacks? Yeah, you don't know all this. Like, we got to go back to the basics now. And so maybe if Tua can play for an extended period of time, like, we expect a quarterback to do. We will see more unique stuff like that. But yeah, Tyreek on jet sweeps, Tyreek on uh, just little wide receiver bubble screens. Get him the ball, guys. Yeah. So love this, love this teaser. And then yeah, I love the New England. The New England teaser, like maybe the best. And I've said this about a couple that probably lost, but it's yeah. one of the better teaser legs. That total's like forty-one. Where where are we at for that Monday total? Uh, Thirty-nine and 39 a half. And a half. 39 and a half, Belichick versus Zappy can get that himself. Honestly, Zappy Zappy against bad defenses is so fun. It is fun. Really. Never seen McDaniel and Pozzola in the same room. Uh, If he doesn't go as McDaniel for Halloween, something's gone terribly wrong. If yeah, if if I hear McDaniel mention like, uh, you know, it's just it was a bad week, my tortoise uh got a cold or something, then yeah, we're gonna start wondering. Uh, did the when did the Canadian celebrate Halloween? Was it like back in September or something? <laughs> well, I think they just do ours. They do have a stupid Thanksgiving, and my kid is still not giving up on us celebrating Hanukkah this year. Have I told you that? No. <laughs> he, there's a TV show on like Disney where uh, a character had uh, you know there were some Jewish characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's like, Dad, can I have a dreidel? I'm like, I don't have a dreidel. <laughs> He's like, where do we get one? I don't know where to buy that. He's like, Culture, and then he, man. He, he asked about if we can do Hanukkah. I said, we don't do Hanukkah, buddy. Excellent. He got really mad at me. So we're taking away Christmas this year. We're going to do Hanukkah. See how he likes that. I like it. All right. Let me give you a, uh, before we wrap, that was a great show. It was a little short. I'm give fine. You a little, little bonus content. Gut reaction to the NBA. Or way too way too early reactions to everything. You, you know what? The gut gut reaction. The fact that the Pistons uh, Magic game most is entertaining really, game, most really entertaining fun. game on right now by far the most entertaining. Especially game since on right now. Uh, I didn't hit my double double prop, but all my Franz Wagner props hit. I had him over eight and a half rebounds plus assists. That yes. just got there with the late assist. Are you ready? I laid, I laid minus two hundred on over two and a half. Oh, we didn't do a super pod play. Fuck, it's got to be Bengals. Can, over ba- yeah. bears team total under or Bengals team total over Both. uh or chargers under chargers under chargers team total chargers under. team so total big, under? that means you're counting on the seahawks defense i like the it's idea 28 of, i like the idea of 28 picking, i like the idea of picking on the uh the um the cluster injuries for the uh for the Falcons. so let's go Bengals over okay, um, i'm i'm gonna play Bengals over 27 
Chargers under 28 and Bears under 14. Those are smaller bets, but okay. I like all those. Um, all right, ready? Rapid fire, whip around. Um, Celtics are live for the title. Sixers are still going to be the one seed in the East. One game. The yeah. Lakers are the Lakers are live for the number one pick in the next year's draft. They are very much a lottery team. Uh, the Warriors probably should be favorites in the West by a decent margin. That's a very, very good team. Um, Magic Pistons, awesome fun. But two very good, fun young squads. I think both exceed expectations this year. Wizards are trash. Pacers are tanking. Rockets are feisty. Uh, Hawks disappointing, but more defensive this year. So that is not an that may be a good under early this season. Pelicans look amazing. Nets look completely disengaged. Uh, I hope they fire Steve Nash at some point. Uh, the Heat were awful in the third quarter. The Bulls were incredible in the third quarter. I don't understand what's going on in that game. The no. Heat might the be... The Bulls are up by like 15 the, all of a sudden. The Heat, I have a lot of red sirens, warning signs going on about the Heat as composed. Um, Cavs, Raptors, no opinion. Uh, although the Raptors are broadly overrated by the market and all the blog boys. Um, Knicks, Knicks are feisty grizzlies are playing way above the talent level of who's available right now which is scary if they fully get healthy the timberwolves are a truck that is your western rudy, rudy one seed eight oh. how many uh, what, what's rudy's uh average at the end of the year rebounds probably 15, 15 16 i was gonna say yeah. yeah i mean he pulled down he, he was 13 and 8 in the first half yeah, he's yeah. already already paying dividends. Do not read into first, the Hornets being good. This is the Spurs being. Wolf. This is not the Hornets being good. This is the Spurs being absolute garbage. Uh, Spurs Spurs might be the worst team in the NBA. Um, Nuggets losing to the Jazz is hysterical. Considering what that market was doing all day, they may be a good second half bet. I bet them first half. Oh no! I put a I, I tailed noops hey. on it. I tailed noops on minus seven and a half. But I said yeah. I'm going to take a little three and a half first half. Too. Andy, I have great news for you. It's the thing is, the, it's a game it's of runs. A game of runs. <laughs> That's yes. right. You just need a run. Um, um and yes, uh, the oh man, Orlando oh, man. is going to lose this game. Shoot, Damn. I'd like Atlanta to win. Bancaro Ban- looked good. Uh, Halliburton. Feisty for MIP. Um, yeah, Ben Carroll, 25 and 8, 5 assists. Really, really good. Um, he almost fallen out here, but it's uh, the game's almost over, so that doesn't matter. What was Matherin's final? Uh, Kate Cunningham, good game, 18 and uh, 10 assists. Kate Cunningham him. is a closer. He's the closer. The Pistons are going to win more people than people think by a yeah, lot. Yeah, Kate, well, Kate Cunningham just hit a three pointer to pretty much put the game away. Yeah, he's a closer. He, that was his MO at the end, tail end of last year, and he carried it right into game one. Unbelievable. Um, so, Matherin was decent, although he didn't get as many guys, minutes, hit, so hit the thumbs up if you're on the YouTube stream, if you made it this far. Thanks to everybody in the comments. You guys are great, as always. All the usual faces, a few new ones. I love it. If you missed, if you missed this live and you want to leave some notes for us, um, Leave some notes. I read all those. Sometimes I reply if I get time. Uh, who's the Who's the guy that lives down in Florida? He He leaves like a long note on every. Oh, he does. Um, on every you should read them. They're good notes. Like I read them occasionally, but I don't. They're know usually pretty good. I'm about. trying to think of the guy. Uh, Moon dog guy. Moon dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yeah, uh, Italian name. 
Uh, I, can't, I can't think of his name. He knows it. If he's listening, he knows who yeah. he is. Moondog yeah. leaves long notes. I like to read those. So leave notes on the YouTube channel. Hit us up on the Twitter if you want. Otherwise, you guys have a great week seven, and we'll catch you tomorrow night for halftime. Gio, Giovanni, or Giovanni? That sounds right. Uh, G, his initials are GM. It's escaped me. Um, Michelin- Magic aren't going quietly into this good night. Uh, they are making free throws in film. Not over yet. What was that one? Did they, did they close that? Uh, Dylan Thomas reference? <laughs> <laughs>